Hello everybody and welcome to Show Hoppers Lost. Season 1, episode 19, Deus Machina. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Deus Ex Machina. Deus Machina. De There's a video game uh, here after this. I should not say that. You said it in the test recording that we did. <laughs> yeah, look at your test recording. I would ask you that. Deus. 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 Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, there you go. Machina? Machina. Machina. It's Latin. Yes. Uh, we talked about it already. Yes, we did. episode, so. Yeah. We've, already, we've already sorted through that. Uh, minus spoiler warnings for Lost up until now. We also have a Leftovers podcast, so please do watch that. And on with the podcast. And as yeah. per tradition, I don't know why it's tradition. I think it's just a fun thing to do. I have to predict Mr. Sal's rating mm -hmm. for the podcast. Oh, I forgot to say, Mr. Sal is mm -hmm. also, are you co-host or the host or, no, co-host, right? Yeah, of what? Oh, yeah. The fifth? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're co-host. Yeah, co-host, co -host, yeah. So, yeah, just the co-host. Just the co-host? Just okay. the co-host. Hey, and he's my former science teacher, blah, blah, blah. There you go. Uh, it has seen Lost, I have not. Oh, yeah, that's another important thing. Yeah. And I have to guess his rating for this episode. He likes to average around. Look, five's like a middling episode, seven's middling for me. Uh, we've gone over a lot of review now, and with that being said, it's a you, lock episode. Hold on, you had that backwards. Five is a middling episode for you. You're right. I don't know that why. <laughs> so many things off the ball out. Yes, that that is correct. Ignore what I said previously. Five yeah. middling for me. Seven middling for him. Correct. Uh, and I mean, this is a lock episode. It John Lock is possibly your favorite character. You, you like Sawyer a lot. Sawyer is my favorite character. So, okay, Sawyer's still your favorite character, and that doesn't bode well for this episode. I don't know how... I mean, going into this episode, Sawyer's my favorite character. <laughs> okay, okay, well, now you... Now you... I want to say you gave this... Honestly, there's not much that, like bad in this episode. The The flashbacks are straight bangers. The present scene is a lot of lock, which can't be bad. And the side stories, Sawyer. So, I'm going to say you gave it a 9. No! Do I want to get my hopes up for a 10? Hmm. Tell me one sentence, Mr. Sal. One sentence, Mr. Sal. Yeah, you gave it You gave it a... You better not have given it a 10. You gave it a 9. What does that mean, tell me one sentence, Mr. Sal? I was, I was hoping it was an inflection in your voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, 9. You gave it a 9. I gave it a 9. Ah, oh, thank God. So I want to, you know what I'm going to start doing with Lost though? And I don't know why I'm going to do this sooner. I'm going to rate the main story, rate the flashbacks and rate the side story because like it's the same formula every week. Oh yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> it's main story, flashbacks, and then a minor side story. Yeah, maybe one or two minor stories. Yeah, yeah it's usually just one. So um, I, got, I do have to say, like, I don't know why because they always have a minor side story. I don't know why it isn't always the character that was featured in the previous episode. Like, mm. they should have had Hurley be the side story in this episode. I, I understand your complaint. Because they do this all the time, and then it's as though the previous episode didn't even happen. I, you know, they just have so many characters, they just got to get through them all. 
but here's how you do it. <laughs> like you, this, you're always going to have this little side plot anyway, make it be the person who had the previous episode so that, that they can kind of get a little, they can kind of keep some of that momentum going. Yeah, you, can, you can wean us off their story. A right. And, and incorporate somebody else into that. Maybe the person who's going to be featured in the next episode has something going on with that episode. So Jack is in the next episode. So maybe Jack and Hurley have something going on in this episode. Fine. And, that's that's just a, a general lost complaint that I have mm-hmm. because uh, again, you know, Ethan died how many episodes ago, yeah. and it's as though he doesn't even exist anymore. Well, he's buried he never, now. He's dead. Okay, it's as though he never existed. Whoever he was with never existed. You know, uh, Hurley had this amazing episode last week where we learned so much, and it was so plot heavy and danielle was involved and now none of those people do anything in this episode so i'm with you and my devil's advocate for lost is they have so many characters like rose yeah and if you if you don't show these characters people just kind of you know you you gotta you gotta make sure all the characters have a part i totally agree uh but i've just i just solved the problem (laughs) like (laughs) I, I understand what you're saying, and I'll, I'll give you the solution again. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, I mean, you watch, I watched Numbers last week, and I was so excited about it, and so into it, and then there's just nothing with Hurley this week, and the thing is, like, I know The Leftovers does that sometimes, too, but I know that eventually, like, very soon, they're going to come back to it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to go three episodes without seeing Matt in the stockades in the encampment. Like (gasps) you're not. Whereas are we ever going to hear anything about Hurley's lottery numbers again? I I don't know. I don't know either. We'll have to find out what I will say from this episode moving forward, a chain events has occurred. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, 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 I'm I'm really hopeful that I, I was really hopeful about that, so I'm glad to hear you say that. But anyway, getting back to my original point, I'm going to start rating all three segments, mm-hmm. okay? But I I'm most heavily going to be weighing the main story, obviously happening on the island. That's the the biggest chunk of my rating, okay? And, uh, does it go main story, flashbacks, flashbacks oh. and then the side story? So. so I also want to, before, before we say that, I just want to let it be noted on the record. I gave this episode a nine. Okay, good. I, f- I figured you probably did the way you were talking about it. So, good. <laughs> you like it. So, for example, uh, when we think back to Solitary, the Saeed flashback episode, ah. like the the main story, like 10. I know. Okay. It's so, it's like two, uh, you know, the end pieces of bread that no one ever wants? Yeah. It's like that sandwich between like a good, like peanut butter jelly sandwich. Like uh-huh. Saeed's main story is like the inside, but it's just two p- crappy pieces of bread yeah. surrounding it. It's just it's bad serious. flashbacks. Bad... Actually, is yeah, that was a side story. I don't think there is. And oh, the the side story was the golf. It was the golf. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So it is still so. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, like when I look back on that episode, I'm like ten for the main story, seven for the flashbacks because they were about the most blah flashbacks like they did nothing for uh, they told me nothing like nothing about his character nothing about that i didn't already know and I nothing like the about girl the story. what 
played like the girl that was not his wife, like you had thought. Okay, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so like the very bland, mediocre flashbacks. So seven on the flashbacks and a five on the side story. Like mm-hmm bordering on i don't want to watch this anymore <laughs> like like but that 10 buoys it up and i and i ended up giving it a seven uh as on the whole but so this episode i give the main story on the island i'd give it uh, you know what i had written down here a nine i give it a 10 i oh, I, I love 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 the main story boy. on the island yeah, love yeah, it yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the flashbacks, though, I think you're going to be disappointed in me. I, uh-huh. I, I give the flashbacks about an eight. Like uh-huh. I liked them. I thought they were really good, uh-huh. but not not my favorite set of flashbacks. Well, not even close. That so. means did you? Oh. Well, what's your side story rating? A seven. Like it was just meh. Okay. So, like, so the eight and the seven on the uh, like the. The flashbacks, they're not doing anything to pull this episode down below a nine. Okay, mm-hmm. but uh, this is definitely a nine episode for me, for sure. I, I really love this episode. Like, I really love the flashbacks and the main story. And you might be able to sell me on loving the flashbacks more than I did. I uh, but I did I did like the flashbacks. I will say, they did it a different way for the flashbacks this episode. It wasn't like um most so we we've questioned often are they thinking about the flashbacks as they go on right because normally they have they play a sound and you know you see the character staring yeah. at something but this case a lot very seldomly was it that it was just kind of cut into the flashback yeah, yeah. which i didn't have a problem with the, with this episode because this episode is all about like this is Locke's job episode oh you're right, right. yeah he's being tested yeah, this is this is I'm I'm gonna take everything away from you, and let's see if you still have faith in me after all this. So, I, so I love that. That's why the main story is like probably my favorite thing that has happened on the island yet. It's a very good main story. It's so so good, uh, but. And because I mean, it's it, he, he basically is Matt Jameson in this episode, he is Job in this episode. <laughs> yeah, and I like the I, what I love about the flashbacks is that they complement that pretty well because they show uh Locke's willingness to put his faith in, in whatever he feels he needs to put his faith in at that time, mm-hmm. and they show that faith being cr- t- pulled out from underneath him, crushed, you know, crushing him. They show it all being taken away. I have a quick question. Yeah. Did you see the the twist coming for the flashback? Uh, I sus- I kind of suspected that this guy was not on the up and up all along because mm-hmm. as soon as I saw the dialysis machine, I was like, oh, he needs a kidney. Okay. This is mm-hmm. like Locke's going to offer his kidney because that's the kind of guy that he is. Uh, and then, but I didn't, I didn't see uh anthony abandoning him like yeah oh yeah that is that that part did throw me for a loop and i i actually really thought that that was going to result in john john losing his uh legs the use of his legs oh and they tease it (laughs) i love when they i love it so much they do so yeah but this i mean this so this set of flashbacks, I love it in the way it complements what's going on in the main story. Definitely, especially at the end. Oh. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah. So, and I, I think I probably can, could, let's go through it, but I think I probably could end up on a nine for the flashbacks. Okay. That's something I could, you know. But the, sure. but the side story is like... I understand you not like the side story. story. Needs glasses. Okay, big friggin' deal. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't I really care. There's a bit of a Kate and Jack love interest, though. Maybe there's love know, blooming like, on the island. I could not care less about <laughs> Jack. <laughs> like, this, this, this is... I feel like we draw the circle. It's like a dog chasing its own tail. Like, it's just it really circles. Is. It really is. But, you know... It was kind of cool seeing Saeed put the two sets of glasses together. That was kind of I I, I love watching um, Sawyer with the glasses on. Like, when he puts them on. Oh, yeah. It's so, like, adorable. Just, like, I don't know. Something like that. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's entertaining enough. It's certainly better than the golf. Like, a lot better than the golf. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I, I'm trying to re- remember a really good side story that they've had. So, I mean... When Locke is the side story, it's always so good. And, and good side story. Yeah, normally he's accomplishing something like Claire's crib. Right. That was a great Cradle. side. Loved that. So, and to the point where I almost like I almost like Locke better when he's not the focus of the episode. Just because he carries the episodes, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I maybe, but I, you know what? I think I, I think I keep in those episodes where he's not the focus, I keep trying to attach this label of uh, some, the sinister label to Locke. You do. So then when his episodes actually come up and he's so anything but sinister. Yeah, you know, I also, you, from the very beginning, you said yeah. Locke is sinister, right? Because, you know, you've seen things before. Oh, he's, you know, I know Locke's supposed to be evil. I mean, we're, we're almost 20 episodes in. Yeah, Locke don't seem evil. <laughs> no, maybe a liar he is, but evil. I would not call him a liar. A liar, yeah, he lies. He saw something, and he definitely does. Yeah, yeah, he lies. <laughs> he lies quite a bit, but sure. So evil, but, but yeah. So this side story didn't really do much for me, but it, I mean, it didn't. I wasn't like rolling my eyes at it, but. You know, the, it did. It, we only get one line out of Hurley in this whole episode. Yeah, it's from roasting Sawyer. Yeah, and that's, and that's it. Like, so anyway, but I will say this: God help the creators of Lost if we go weeks without even mentioning this light coming out of this uh, hatch. God help them. Sal, Sal, do you want do you want me to answer that question for you? No, I don't. But I mean, you've kind of said that it's kind of connecting the dots from here on out. So that would be wonderful. I'd be very. Mm. That's true, but it's not the dots you're thinking. Okay. Well, if we don't hear anything about this light coming out of this, out of this uh, hatch for the next i don't know i'll give him next week i'll I'm, say as long known as being a liar he just doesn't like to share everything he sees going to start getting impatient the week after that if it's the third week and we have three episodes with no mention of this light like even if he talks about it with boone i'll be okay with that if boone's still alive which I think he is. 
Oh wow, okay. But even if it's just that, it's just something to satisfy my appetite for figuring that out. For for because that is like such a huge cliffhanger that they put right at the end. Mr. Sal, Mr. Sal, you've got a. How much room do you have on your back burner? Oh no! How much room do you have on your back burner? Please, you're killing me. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta move some things over because this it's not gonna be there for too long, but probably longer than you're gonna like. You might as well, might as well put it there now. You're killing me. Locke's just not a very honest guy. Oh my god! You love the man, but he never shares his experiences. That's fine. Then give me a scene <laughs> just him, like make him a side story. Oh, I see you. Yes, I see. Nah, yeah, you'll you'll see one day when you're ready. One day when I'm ready. When you're ready. God. Anyway, they, like that's that that's my point. Is is that I want so badly some follow up with him, even if it's just him. I don't care if he shares it with everybody. I, that doesn't bother me at all. But. <laughs> make him the side story so that we can see how this has impacted him because it has to have impacted his life in a very significant way. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Anyway. <sighs> All right. But I love this episode. I love it. Hey, yes. Great episode. And from here on out, Locke and Boone have kind of started a chain of events. Maybe more Locke, you know, not a chain of events that will keep going to the finale of the season, basically. So, okay. If I remember correctly, like, boom, 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 boom. So, it's going to be a lot more event-driven stuff. We're still going to get, well, we got a Jack, Saeed, and Kate episode, and then the rest are, uh, like, you'll see multiple character flashbacks from different characters. Really? Yeah. Oh. So, you, you see a mix. So, it's not one set episode. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So you, it's not as much character. You'll still, I mean, the people that have their episodes, you learn a bit more about their character. But I don't think anything that ground shaking. Okay. Like Locks here wasn't that ground shaking. Yeah, he lost a kidney. Big whoop. Yeah, you only need one. <laughs> no, that's a very <laughs> scarred thing. Uh, so speaking of it, you, you want to get into the episode now? Yes, let's go. Let's go. Okay. Well, so we start off at a flashback. No, so we had to, didn't we have this the other week where we started off in a flashback? Sawyer uh, started off with this flashback, but his was a dream. His, yeah, you're right. He was a kid, so you're right. Yeah. But in this case, we start off on a flashback. No intro or anything. Cold open flashback. Mm-hmm. And it's Locke working at, I think it's a toy store. Or at least he only Looks talks fun. about toys. So Works at some sort of toy store. And he's explaining a mousetrap to a kid. How fitting. This man who's a hunter. At least to our knowledge. Explaining mousetrap. Oh, interesting, because the way I saw this was, this is foreshadowing for the, the trap that he's about, about to fall into with his father. That's oh, that's, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's about to fall for a trap. Speaking of trap, women looking at Locke. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Locke eventually approaches the woman. Cause, she you know, was just looking for footballs. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what it turned out to be. She was just looking for footballs. Very <laughs> odd looking for just looking for footballs, because she still, like, stares afterward. And off she goes. So just a, a quick snippet. We see Locke here. He has hair. I do, I do love in this case, though. They try to make Locke look younger. And we see the cars they drive later, Mr. Sal. Yeah. You see the cars they're driving? Like how old-timey they are? Oh, yeah. Like, 
I love I love when they try to make actors look younger than they are. They don't do a very good job at it. Like Walk just looks like the same guy with just hair on top. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly all he looks like. Yeah, like in the leftovers, like they did a good job of making Jill look a lot, lot younger. That was awesome. And it was also her attitude as well. But Lockyer <laughs> doesn't look younger at all. Just has hair on top of his. Head. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Oh. They. And then, I guess this it's meant to just be show us that this was not just a couple of years ago. This was like a while ago. He's still oh, walk. I, I don't know if I mentioned that. That's a pretty big deal. He's walking. Oh yeah. And we've never seen him walking in a flashback before. Right. So before he was in his wheelchair. Yep. Then we come back to the present. Not much to get off that flashback. I don't know. Did Did you have anything special from that? Uh, I suspect mean, that was his mom. I suspected, yes, I suspected that it was either uh, his mom or, like, one of his foster moms from when he was really young that he didn't maybe remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that that was my expectation, yes. Yeah, fair enough. So, we cut to the hatch. I haven't seen the hatch in a very long time, and we see all the progress they've done. It's a lot Locking more than boots. just a hatch now. It's not, they, they've dug it out, there's... You know, they, they've dug around it. Not completely to the bottom of it, but they've dug around it. And there's, you know, something. We don't know where it goes, but it's something. And they've made a trebuchet. And, you know, they talk about uh, trebuchets and whatnot. Yeah. And he sends the trebuchet at the hatch. Confident it's going to work. It does not work. The trebuchet falls apart. Mm-hmm. And Locke, you know, he gets mad. We don't really see Locke get frustrated. Have you ever seen him get frustrated on the island? So the only other time that we saw him show this much emotion was when he was yelling at everybody to focus, to stop the infighting after the raft burned. Yeah, and that was all BS. Right, that was a show. This this is not. Yeah, this is, yeah. So Locke's really upset about This is the most emotional we've ever seen him. Yeah. Now this was supposed to work, he goes on about. And, Lo- and Boone comments on Locke's leg. Mm-hmm. Which is a piece of metal sticking right through it, and you yep. know he, he takes not not all the way through, but in it, and, you know he takes it out, a lot of bleeding, and he did not feel a piece of metal in his leg. No. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you're were you starting to wonder what Locke's wondering? Because we, we quickly go oh, to this yeah. night scene. Yeah. So we get to this night scene. He's bandaging his bandaging his leg. You know, trying to mm-hmm. keep it safe. And so you know he gets a safety pin, puts it along his legs, doesn't feel it. And he gets, you know, a burning piece of stick and burns the bottom of his foot, and he doesn't feel it. And we get a, I, I like that after they do this, we get a, we get, we get a look at his face, and it's just like the typical oh no face. Yeah. <laughs> and then intro. So, without word spoken from Locke, we understand he's starting to lose feeling in his legs again. Oh, then it just feels so bad for him. Really, I mean, this, this is, that's devastating. And in step one in the book of Job, John. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello? Now I'm here. Oh, okay. What did you say? You said like step one of the book. Step one in the book of Job, John. I don't know. There's probably a better way to say that. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were going to go on a tangent about like how this relates to the book of Job and sense. Well, I mean, I mean, and Job. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, we haven't talked about. We haven't talked about Job on this podcast. No, we haven't. We're just kind of presuming everyone knows who Job is. Yeah, I so didn't know who Job was until this, you told this me. This plays heavily in the leftovers uh, with one of the characters, Matt, who we did a uh, Lost in the Leftovers feature of comparison between Matt and Locke. Did we do it on this one or on the 
Leftovers podcast. I can't remember now. It's been too long. I think we did that one on the Leftovers podcast. So if you ever, if you want to go back and listen to the end of episode five of our Leftovers podcast, which would have been Gladys, uh, we season one episode five Gladys, uh, we talked extensively about how this character John Locke compares to the character of Matt Jameson in the Leftovers. Both are men of faith. Uh, both had trauma in their childhood and including some sort of physical uh, ailment. Uh, although Locke's physical ailment didn't happen in his childhood, he still had physical ailment. Um, but Matt has a, a couple of episodes where the book of Job from the Bible is heavily featured. Matt is a minister. Uh, so the book of Job, in the book of Job, just very quickly, Satan believes that he can break Job's faith in God and God allows him to do whatever he wants to Job short of killing him to try to shake his faith because God believes that Job's faith is unshakable. So Satan basically takes everything from him, his family, his health, his land, everything. Uh, and still Job's faith remains intact. Okay. So we're seeing the book of Job played out by John Locke in this episode uh, where we're seeing everything get taken away from him. His, he suddenly can't walk. Uh, he doesn't know why we're seeing in the, from the flashback, we saw literally a kidney get taken away from him. <laughs> We saw the, the, his parents get brought into his life and then ripped back out of his life. We've, we saw the, the person with whom he's closest on the island fall off a cliff in a plane and potentially die. Uh, and we can see um, John thinking that he knows how to respond to the island and how to open this hatch and it and it keeps failing over and over again. So we're seeing that same Job scenario play out, and seeing John Locke's faith tested. His, in this case, it's his faith in the island, and we even see it at the end of the episode, where he's just like wailing and gnashing of teeth at the at the hatch, you're just screaming. You know, I've done everything you've asked me to do. Why isn't it working? Why isn't it enough? You know, and that I mean, that's all. That's all Job, and. I mean, it's, it's, it is really cool seeing it play out in both series. And again, if you're not watching The Leftovers while you're also watching Lost, we really would encourage you to do that because it's a much richer experience in both shows if you do have both of those things with our podcast, of course. Yeah, you need, a, you need a lot at least. What's it? Six hours or so a week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just about, yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you got an hour and forty-five minutes between lost, watching the episodes themselves, and then usually about two hours of uh, per podcast for us. So yeah, just about six hours a week. So you better get on it if you haven't already. Yeah, maybe you know if you, if you need to catch up because you want to see them come out every week, probably double up. So make it twelve hours a week. There you go. In fact, if you have a day job, why bother at that point? Go all in forty hours a week. Yeah, quit the day. Job. Do what makes you happy. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Book, Book of Job applies heavily. Right. So this is step one 
and this is probably why I love this episode so much and the, the main story, especially this is step one in things being taken away from Locke throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, it's probably something that he cares. He cares heavily about his legs. I mean, oh gosh, yes. when he's, it, it's the biggest signal to him. I think him with com- having his legs on this island when he first got here was signal to him. There's something special about this island. Yes. And since then he has had unwavering faith. Yep. Because he gave him his legs back, so. Yeah. Definitely. The legs are a big deal to him. Uh, so, oh yeah, we got the intro. We'll get back into it here. Yep. It's the daytime again. Boone and Locke. And Locke, he still has this faith. He wants to build something else. You know, they can do it. And Boone's, Boone's more uneasy than Locke. You know, he's he's not quite sure, right? He's losing faith. Mm-hmm. And Boone comments on Locke's leg again. Right? It's like, oh, you're... You're walking weird. And Boone keeps commenting on Locke, commenting on Locke's legs, which just shows, you know, ooh, what's up with legs? I'm going to talk about it every time. Commenting on Locke's legs. Yep. So, so I want to ask you, why do you think he's starting to lose control of his legs? Why is the island doing this to him? Did you think it was a, you know, a test skill with, test or test? I, I mean, test of faith? that's definitely what it looks like, is, is this is a test of his faith. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, when you take it in context with the flashbacks, which are about misplaced faith. Exactly. As well say, you know, you don't know, just it, blindly have faith and it shocks me that Locke still does after what happened to him. Even not shocks. Yeah. There's yeah. a reason why he got tricked before. He places his faith scrupulously. You know, just, he's handing he, it out. Oh, so uh, so I don't think scrupulously is the word you're you're looking for there. Okay, then not that word. Take it out word there. Uh like haphazardly, maybe. There you go. Yeah, he's just handing it out for free. Right, right. Like the people like his parents did nothing to earn his faith. Mm-hmm. Um the island did though. That's true. The island gave him something. Plenty to earn his faith. So I I, I think that while the flashbacks are showing us his misplaced faith, I don't necessarily think that his faith is misplaced in the island. Mm-hmm. But this clearly is some sort of test of faith. Certainly true. So I agree. I agree with you there. You know, and I think that we can pretty categorically say that on Lost. Mm-hmm. And the leftovers, there's always the flip side of the coin. Where yeah, they, they always keep the uncertainty there. Right. Like, is it, is it the man of science or the man of faith? Like, which is, which is at play here? Like, I think I'm lost it is pretty clearly there is supernatural stuff going on here. Hmm. I okay. think. <laughs> I, interesting. Interesting notion you have there. You think there might even be timey wimey things too. I do. Gone to say. Timey wimey. Interesting. Baby, little baby Ethan. We don't like time. Oh yeah, we talked about it in the last podcast. Don't like timey whiny things. No. Let's look at the next flashback. Do it. <laughs> Where it's Locke, you know, going to his car, and he sees that woman again, who, yeah, turns out to be his mom, or at least claims to be his mom. Yeah. It's his mom. Yeah. And you know, Locke goes on a bit of a chase to you know get her, and she looks skedaddles away, and Locke gets hit by a reversing car. I was like, oh no, there are bikes. Exactly. <laughs> And then he just gets back up. So I just, I love that bait. I don't know why that, ah. So there's always so much bait in TV shows. I always talk about that. Like, oh, is that bait? Oh, I fell for the bait. Just, it's the way it is, you know, and it's fine. And that's quality bait right there. 
that was that was definite bait, and I fell for it. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I, oh, I would be shocked if you didn't. It is a bit of a light hit, though. I would you have been upset if, he, if his legs went away after that? Because that did not look like a very hard hit. Yeah, I would have probably. Wanted <laughs> yeah. I would have been really upset if he got hit like that, and he's like, "Oh, my legs don't work." I was, I'm not a doctor though, so. But that mean, it, it could. It's all about how you land. Like yeah, exactly, yeah. It is that impact right on hard pavement. So yeah, yeah. It's not even really about the legs. It's more about the spinal. Spine. Yeah. yeah like, okay. So it's not so much that he got hit in the legs that wouldn't cause him to not be able to walk anymore. You know that that would be probably some reconstructive surgery. But as long as you still have the nerves in your leg, then you in the in the muscles, you should still be able to walk mm-hmm. eventually so i, I think I, I probably could have bought it if that was the cause of the loss of his legs because you know who knows how he fell yeah fair enough yeah if he hit his spine or yeah whatever nerves may have you there you go but he didn't he got right back up and catches up to her and she admits all oh, i'm your mother and you get to the diner okay mm-hmm. get right to the diner scene and it's locked. He's not quite sure, you know, about this being his mom. And he, he's, he doesn't buy it instantly, but he, he goes more and more into it. Before they even got into the diner, he commented about something like, oh, I grew up in foster care. You know, mm. you're not my mom. You know, he, he slowly accepts it. And the mom starts talking. She's, she seems very faith driven here. She's talked about how, oh, yeah. our meetings by design, things are to come. Great things she might have even said. I'm not sure, but, you know. Things are to come. He's special. Yeah, you're special. And when Locke asks about his father, he tells him that he does not have a father because he was immaculately conceived, which means almost godly, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it means that the the conception happened without any intercourse. Exactly. There you go. She just suddenly was pregnant Mm -hmm. by divine intervention. So how did you feel about that when she claimed? Did you think she was good. BSing, or did yep. you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought <laughs> she was either BSing or crazy. Uh, it's I, I don't, I don't love this because I don't think. I feel like Locke had enough interest in his father, and who his father was. Because I mean, he doesn't even think he doesn't even believe it. He doesn't. He doesn't even believe he really it. Goes out and hires <laughs> a, I guess, a private investigator or whatever to find out who his father is. Like he knows he's got a father. Yeah. So I don't know why this needed to be done. She does explain later. I think it's a kind of a flimsy explanation. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that, that she needed to do this. Oh, later when. Yeah. Later. She, down, when she tells him why it was Anthony's idea. Like yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. At the very end. I had, I had to say that because that's the only way that you would be interested enough to seek him out. So my my thought on this is so yeah her name's Emily. Uh, Locke just didn't ever want to bother finding his parents, right? He's like you know, it is what it is, and he probably considers either a set of his foster parents his parents, or he just you know has lived his life the way he has and he's been fine. But with the introduction of his mother, it makes him wonder. Well, what about my father, right? And more more about this is. When he, when he hires the PI, he's not sure if this woman is actually his mother, right? He has no way of telling. She just right. says she is. So he hires the PI, and it makes sense to hire the PI to confirm that she is the mother. But I guess while he's at it, 
well, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm trying to figure out if she's my mother, who's my father? Yeah. So I, it makes sense to me why he hit the PI also get his father down. Absolutely. Though I don't, I don't know how Anthony could have predicted this, but a good con man, much like Sawyer, mm. you know, you well, know how people are going to act. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I guess that's why Anthony told her, is it, what's her name? Emily, Emily. yeah. That's uh, I guess that's why Anthony told Emily to tell him that he was the product of Immaculate Conception. Mm-hmm. Because that would pique his interest enough to seek him out, to yeah. find him. Mm-hmm. But, incidentally, is it that easy to find? I, I mean, I guess... I, I have no clue how easy it is for a PI to find out who you're related to. Like, I guess, okay, it's easy for him to find he, to find out the mother. And yeah. I guess from there he can try to track down her history or, like, you know, figure out her past and from there figure out... Um, and maybe, maybe there are records on John himself that state who the father is. I don't mm-hmm. know. But, like... If if it's just DNA, yeah, if it's just DNA, that's too hard. But since he yeah. has someone to look at for the mom, I can see him being able to do it. Yeah, yeah. he's got someone to base it around. Right. So, yeah. Okay. I, I I believe it. So I, I buy it. Yeah. I yeah. But anyway, we see Locke. This is where he gets a you know a bit of curiosity. We'll see in the next mm-hmm. flashback what goes comes of it. Going back to the island, we see your favorite side story of the entire season, I believe, Sawyer. <laughs> all that really happens here is we learn, you know, he talks to son, son's been trying to help him, it looks like. Yeah. And Sawyer's embarrassed by whatever's wrong with him. And son then tells Kate, you know, Sawyer has headaches and his aspirin supply is not helping him. Mm-hmm. So Kate I I don't know how you feels bad for Sawyer, wants to help Sawyer. You know, goes to Jack, tells him about Sawyer's symptoms, and Jack doesn't really want to check up on Sawyer. You know, he just kind of, I think Jack puts it, he's just over, over it. Yeah, he's over it. Yeah, he just he just doesn't want it, which I respect. I respect Jack's, like, motive. just like, nah, screw it. Yeah. So I don't understand long enough. This, by the way, this these uh, episodes take place between day 39 to 41. Okay. Okay, so, so we're, like, five and a half weeks in. Yeah, yeah. Five weeks. Hmm. Yeah, well, four, four and a half. Yeah. Wait. No, four. no you're right. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. It's been too long to tell. It's too long. Yeah, you're totally right. So, yeah, more than a month. Oh, uh, I forgot. We were... Oh yeah, we just finished the Sawyer thing. Anyway, yeah, that's Sawyer. Jack doesn't care about Sawyer. Back yeah. to Boone and Locke, and. We find out this is eventually a dream. So, let's look at this a bit more. Because dreams tend to matter here. Right. And everything that happens in this dream... Yep. Kind of comes to fruition. Yep. So, before with regards to dream, Locke calls, you know, you know, hey Boone, come here, you're late. And Boone wants to quit. You know, he does not think that they can break in. He yeah. has lost faith in Locke. And Locke's like, no, 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 no. no. We're supposed to find it. We can do it. So they're arguing back and forth, right? Locke thinks yeah. Island will give him a sign. Boone does not. And then Locke looks up and he sees a plane crashing from the sky. Yeah. He sees... Well, Boone's also stuck looking up. He sees his mom 
Pointing at the sky. Pointing at the sky, yep. He sees a bloody boon. Yep. He's saying Teresa falls down the stairs, Teresa falls... Oh, sorry. Teresa falls up the stairs, Teresa falls down the stairs. Yes. And he's repeating this on the loop, and it's locked in a wheelchair, begging for the them not to take his legs back. Presumably the island. Yeah. And then he wakes back up. It was all a dream. But there's a lot that happen in this, oh, yeah. happens in this dream. So... I mean, here. What 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 did you see in the stream that comes to fruition? I mean, it's pretty well, obvious. I mean, all of it. I mean, his mother is on the island, but I mean, in that How I you know of. Okay, fair enough. Not the, no, no. Yeah. She's not on the island. Yeah, but that that uh, I suppose is is the one thing that is a, maybe a little out of place in this dream. I agree. Yeah. Um. Although, I mean, I guess that's the connection to the flashbacks. Maybe I I'm, I'm not really sure. Maybe he's thinking about the flashbacks. Yeah. In real yeah. time. Yeah, but we see the plane crash, and we're going to see the plane later. We see Bloom bloody, and we're going to see Bloom bloody later. We see John in the wheelchair, and we're going to see John unable to walk later. And we see uh, Boone saying, "Trees falls up the stairs, Trees falls down the stairs. And that bit doesn't necessarily happen later, but it is what John uses to convince Boone that this was actually meaningful because there's no way for him to have known that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, that's that, okay. you. You clearly got everything. There's nothing that's super secret about. It. It's not like assume a ton to read into. It's just hmm, mm-hmm. all this comes to, comes to life. Mm-hmm. So uh, Locke wakes Boone up at sunrise, right? And they go on. He has some sort of quest. Mm-hmm. And Boone just follows. How do you feel about Boone's just acceptance of Locke, or just like I mean, he just it- follows Locke? It's been this way for a lot of episodes now. It has. But so, he's starting to waver. It looks like he's starting to waver. You know, I thought so too, but then I had to remind myself that a lot of the venomous stuff that he spat was in Locke's dream. It wasn't... It was. The, the, the venomous spat. But he does, you know, even when the trebuchet is like, oh, we gotta build another one? Really? Right. Uh, right. You know, and he definitely starts, you know, he definitely starts getting, you know, testy until Locke brings out the Teresa thing. See, here's here's my my thing with Locke. Like, he latched onto this hatch really hard, okay? and he he didn't tell anybody about it except for Boone, who's there with him, right? And and he's been obsessed with this hatch ever since they found it. Mm-hmm. You know, which by extension, Boone has been obsessed with the hatch as well, right? Mm-hmm. But my my question is. Why is John so obsessed with this hatch? I mean, it's it's unburied now, so we see what it is, and it's like really stupid, impressive, like really crazy. But before that, like, what made him so obsessed with this hatch? And one of the things that I think may have done that is seeing the numbers on the side, because I think that he recognizes some significance in those numbers as well. Yeah, Hurley would definitely bug out over this hatch. Right. People yeah. who know these numbers and know that there's something special about them bug out about these numbers. But my my question is, maybe it's a theory. I don't. I'm. I'm it's a loose theory, working theory mm-hmm. right now. Is that Locke knows those numbers too, because it was Hurley who owns his box company. Oh, okay. Right. Hurley is the majority owner of presumably Locke's box company. Box, box. Oh my goodness. 
Oh my goodness. So maybe he should be the owner of the box company. <laughs> I honestly, seriously. But and here he can't break the lock on the on the hatch. But anyway, you know, he if he was working for the box company and then he found out that the company got bought by this guy who just won the lottery, uh, you know, my guess is being the guy that the kind of guy that he is, Locke may have done some research into Hurley and discovered that Hurley won the lottery and, and it may have stated which numbers he used to win it. So I'm wondering if Locke doesn't recognize these numbers from Hurley winning the lottery. Maybe. If he recognizes them at all. Right. But yeah, very fair enough. He is bugging out about this. He's also kept it a secret from everyone. Yes. Why is that? Why can't he just share the hash with everyone? Why can't he just tell them? A group effort. I'm sure. Wonderful question. Kurt. 40 people can work better than two. Yeah, that's a wonderful question. And one uh, that I thought of several times, and I don't have an answer. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, Locke works in mysterious ways. Okay. Speaking of Locke, let's go back to the flashback. With yes. the PI. Not yes. much to say here. He just talks to the PI. Uh, I, I mean, I like the dialogue between the two. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Uh, that's your mom. She was actually institutionalized for a type of a schizophrenia, but as long as she's on her meds, she'll be fine. Warns him about learning about his dad, right? This is not gonna. And he does tell him, you know, it. So he says the polar opposite of what the mom said, right? Kind of our meeting was meant to be. Yeah. The PI says meeting your dad is not meant to be, and it may yeah. not have a happy ending. The exact yeah. polar opposite. Malak still wants to see his dad and wants to see the files. And we had a jump cut, right? And he's to his dad's fence. It looks a very, very wealthy, you know, estate or home, wherever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. Got, they got a security guard outside. Oh, you don't have a security guard? I mean, my my son, he's nine. He's, the people are intimidated by him. Yeah, I, I am, definitely. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he gets, he gets out there and... You know, he talks to the guards. He goes, hey, that's my dad in there, uh, Anthony Cooper. I'm going to call him Cooper from now on. Or Anthony. I don't know. But. I mean, John calls him Anthony. He does, but I call him Cooper. <laughs> I was like typing Cooper more than Anthony. Okay. <laughs> but he's like, ah, you know, Cooper's my dad. And the guard's like, ah, he doesn't have a son. And he calls up Cooper, and Cooper gives him the okay. And Locke comes right on in. And they have... but You know, uh, it's. I felt like the security guard was kind of in on this from the beginning too, because when Locke says, you know, I'm, I'm his son, the guy immediately calls Anthony. He, like, he doesn't say, I get out of here. Lots of people claim to be this guy's son or something like that. He immediately called him and let him in. So, well, okay. I, I don't think, unless you look super famous, I don't think just because you're rich, people are going to come and say they're your son. Do they? I mean, I've had it happen a few times. No, I'm kidding. Oh my god, this is how I was gonna be like, "Wow, does this happen? Like, is this?" <laughs> I'm kidding. It'll be over a whole new world to me. Okay, yeah, I, I don't think that's a. You do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think that's a common thing to happen. Someone to come up to someone's gate. Oh, I'm, I'm a son. Okay, I guess what I'm saying is that it, it looked like. He was kind of expecting this. Fair enough. And like, he probably was. Said to him, hey, if somebody comes claiming to be my son, I want to talk to him. Yeah, just pretend you're talking to me and then send him up. Yeah. 
it definitely looks like it. Yeah. I can buy that. So, when they get inside, very gorgeous looking home. Cooper comes in and they start talking. He's very amenable. He's a bit charming. Mm -hmm. You know, they have some drinks. Well, a drink. You know, they're just sharing a drink. And then he asks him about his mom. Oh, he he asks Locke about, you know, his... I mean, Emily. I'll just call her Emily. And they talk about, oh, how Emily kind of played Cooper in a way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know you were born until a year after your birth. And by that point, she already put you up for adoption. Yep. She was just asking me for money. So Cooper kind of makes Emily to look like the bad guy here. Yeah, in retrospect, this is maybe BS. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe BS. I, yeah, yeah, definitely with that. But at the time, did you believe him? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I... You have no reason not to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, first time I watched it, I, I fell for this hook, line, sinker. And... I'm not still not convinced that, it's, that it is BS, but it definitely has the potential to be. No, it's yeah, possible no. that this is exactly what happened. But... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Cooper could be telling the exact truth. Yeah. Um, he could be lying. He has all the motivation, too. And it ends with Cooper inviting Locke to hunt. And Locke has never hunted before. He does not hunt. Which is very interesting. Very interesting, indeed. Intriguing. Locke, the, the hunter of the island. Yep. I don't know how old he's supposed to be in this. So I really, because they're trying to make him look younger, but he doesn't look really all that younger. I don't know how old he's supposed to be. Well, how old do you think he is on the island? I, I would say he's maybe like... 40s, 50s. Yeah, I would say early 50s. Yeah. You know, yeah, I could go with that. 52, maybe. Yeah, how old do you think he's in the flashback? Man, I, you know... He doesn't look any younger, is the thing. He just has hair. Well, okay, but we know that... He even has stubble in the hospital, and it's all white hairs. Yeah. <laughs> the stubble's like the exact same from the island. Yeah. But we know that he was in the wheelchair for what three years four years four years so we know this is at least four years before this before present day so hmm. you know i i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say this is like Maybe fifteen years prior. Fifty. Well, that was just like a, a random leap. Well, fifteen years would put it in like nineteen eighty nine, and this looks like it could be pretty easily. How long has the Russo broadcast been going on? Sixteen years. Sixteen, I'll say. Everything six up the Russo. Well, right, well yeah, okay, that's great. Yeah, let's say it's sixteen years. <laughs> so sixteen years would put it him maybe at age thirty six and. Maybe I mean I don't know. Uh, Terry yeah, <laughs> doesn't really pass for thirty six very easily in in this, but you know, okay. So Terry O'Quinn is the actor who plays yeah 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 uh, Locke. But yeah, you know him in any other big roles? I don't actually. But so let's say it's sixteen years prior. That puts him maybe in the mid thirties and, and maybe thirty six or so, and it puts the year at like nineteen eighty eight. Which no. that, that seems to be about right. These cars look around 80. Yeah, they look like somewhere in the 80s, I think. Okay. Late 80s looks, sounds good. Okay. <laughs> sounds good to me. Yeah. And in my attempt to hunt, Locke says, yeah, aw, some father son bonding. How adorable. 
It sure is. We get back to the present day, and we have Locke telling Boone about his dream last night. And remember, the golden rule of the podcast, don't talk about your dreams. Asterisk, of course, unless you know how to. If you're asking how do you, that means you can't, okay? Mm-hmm. You don't learn, you just know. So, he talks to him about his dream last night, and seeing this plane crash, and he, you know, he knows this is what the island wants him to do next. And this is where we have Bo- Boone is not believing what Locke is saying right now. He's like, oh, did you have that wacky paste stuff you gave me, Locke? Like, are you really? You know, it's just, come on. Mm-hmm. He's not buying Locke. Or, yeah, he's not believing what Locke is saying here. And Locke wins him over by bringing up the Teresa thing Boone had been saying. Right, exactly. Now, we don't know what the significance it has to Boone yet. But Boone just kind of looks really shocked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how could how could he have known? And just... This this is enough for him to believe whatever Locke saw, right? Now he agrees to go see the plane. Yep. And we're we're only you know left to wonder, oh, what did this Teresa thing mean to Boone? Which we'll find out later, bro. Okay, just real quick to gotta interrupt you. That's fine. Terry O'Quinn. Yes. Right. The the actor who plays Locke. Uh, <laughs> was born in 1952, which means that in 2004, when Lost is shot, is shot. He, he was 52. Wow, Mr. <laughs> Spot on. Wow. You know, you know, like, I've never actually seen people like this, but they're like, I can guess their weight. I can guess their age. Yeah. Right? Mr. Sam, yeah. maybe you should sign up for that. Yeah, maybe I on should. On the money. Right on the money. Unbelievable. So, so yeah, 52. So, I, I, I like the idea that, that this was like 1988 or so. Yeah. Lined up through. So. He's also oh, got the same birthday as one of my sons. <laughs> in the same month as you. The same month as me, yep. Yeah. Congratulations. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> a bit of trip, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You know, not many people share a birthday with me. You know that? Do you, do you, do you have any famous people that share a birthday with you? Uh, th- I mean, they're not that famous yeah it's like david spade okay i think mine's nixon richard nixon yeah richard nixon <laughs> he's the okay. most famous person anyway uh not not the year of course <laughs> that, that's presumed so we, okay so we, oh yeah we just talked about boone and the whole yeah dream thing so now now we get back to the side plot here well, we see a bit of Mike and Jin. They're building the boat. Good for them. It seems like they're getting closer to each other. Like, Mike and Jin, bit of an understanding, right? Yeah. Good for them. They yeah. should be at each other's throats. More Mike at Jin's throat, but Jin has also beat up Mike before. So, glad, sure. to, see, glad to see camaraderie here. Yes. And, like, a, a sowed hatred for Sun, it feels. <laughs> like, both of them do not like Sun. <laughs> Man, his son's cup had runneth over, and now it's, it's very dry. <laughs> son had two guys that actually is here. Uh, we remember when we thought there would be the Mike son love interest. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. It could still happen though. Could still happen. Yeah. But as of right now, it doesn't look like a. So, Jack sees Sawyer, you know, covering his eyes. And we had heard about his headache. So he confronts Sawyer. And I don't remember what his witty line was. 
Oh yeah, well you make it house calls now, right? That's what his woody line was to Jack. Yes. And Jack just gives him he's like, Oh whatever, Sawyer. Right? And but yeah. Sawyer kinda of stops him and him and Jack, you know, they, they talk about, you know, his symptoms a bit. Oh, he has a sensitivity to light. So he's mm-hmm. a bit worried he might have a tumor, you know, his uncle had one. And Jack's like, Oh well, do you have any phantom smells? Nah, you probably don't have a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. And he just eventually gives up though on Sawyer and takes his leave. So, eh, I, like, I don't know what you want to take away from this. We see Jackson Sawyer relationship here. Not great. Not surprised. No, no, no. Nothing's going to about this. So, let's get back to Boot and Lock, where the money is. Okay. Uh, Boone's still, you know, he's still amazed how Lock knows of Teresa. And he starts asking Locke about the plane crash. Oh, like, where'd you... You know, he just wants to know more about this plane crash. And Locke collapses before, you know, you can really even answer. And Boone, yet again, asks Locke, Hey, what's, what's wrong with your legs? And, you know, Locke, Locke does manage to get back up. But he starts limping. And, you know, he's not walking very well. Luckily, though, because Boone's starting to, like, question his, like, health and whatnot. Locke finds some beads. And right above those beads, there's a rotting corpse in the tree above. Yes. So, uh, and, and, you know, I, technically, there's a flashback between here and the next one, but we'll quickly talk about you know this dead corpse. Yeah. Uh, the clothes normally uh, locks I says so this 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 is a bit of I don't know who's right here. Lock says he knows clothes are supposed to decompose after two years, but this is a high quality uh, polyester is what he said. I think right. It could be so. up to ten, but. Jack said for the Adam and Eve people in the cave, clothes can take 50 years to decay. Oh, man. So there's, I, nice. I, there, there's something going on. Either they just don't, like, one of them don't know their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> one of these people are faking it. Yeah, yeah. Which one I don't know. Anyway, this guy has a gold tooth, a gun, Nigerian money, looks like a priest, but he has a gun. <laughs> so, what were you thinking he was? Like, yeah, I was. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a what a mixed bag. What an interesting person. Yeah. Yes, seriously. No. Nigerian missionary, but in a very dangerous situation. So who's made a lot of money? Yeah, he's locked and loaded. So, yeah, I, I had no idea. So let's get back to the flashback here. And so flashback here, it's Locke coming back to his uh, dad's estate, and he greets the guard Eddie. Well, this reveal and his name's Eddie warmly. Right? Oh, Eddie, hey, you know what's going on? Oh, you guys gonna go shoot the birds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's been, yeah, he's been coming here more than once, you know? Yep. They have a relationship going on here. This is a regular thing. And Locke goes in, and he catches Cooper on his dialysis, and like you said, you can kind of tell at this point, Locke's didn't give him a kidney. Right? And that's basically all this is. It's a bit of Cooper going, ah, you know, I'm a long way down the donation list. Don't worry about it, though, Locke. You know, we can still have a fun day. And Locke just looks concerned. That's yeah. about it. Well, yeah. Uh, you. I mean, you mentioned the Times, right? Did you mention the Times? No. Wait, no. The Times are, are super important here. I, this is this was like a kind of a trigger for me. Like, he should... Locke shows up. Oh, what, what time was it? Oh, Locke. yeah. Oh, oh, you're right. He told... Locke came at 11. Yeah, and Cooper told him, "Oh no, I told you noon." Right, right, right. Or twelve. Yeah, but, but I'm pretty sure he accidentally on purpose told him eleven. 11. Oh yeah, yeah. 
This is before. Were people texting in the eighties? No. Just all over phone call. Exactly right. There's no. There's no evidence. He just said it over right. a possible payphone, even. I mean, I'm sure that Anthony has his own phone. Oh yeah, I mean Locke. I don't know. Oh, Locke could have been on a payphone, I suppose. Yeah. What interesting times. <laughs> how was how was life before GPS? Oh my God, nightmarish. I remember, I remember my dad driving without GPS and him just having to ask for directions. I remember when we started using MapQuest. I learned about MapQuest. I would print directions. Yep. But he would, he he, he wouldn't believe in the directions. Sometimes he'd be like, nah. No, I I used to do that. I used to have to do that print out directions before I went anywhere, and I I have such a terrible sense of direction. I have, <laughs> I it's, I mean it's it, dangerous too. Is it? Because if you're driving, I guess you could pull over and do it. But I imagine some people are like looking at the piece of paper as they're driving. Yeah, it, it was it was bad. I mean it was, it is awful. Um, I GPS is like it's a luxury I take for granted. Because sometimes I'm like, you know, oh I wonder if there's you know blank around, and I just go my GPS. Oh yeah, there I can get to that like that and i just go there oh, and man. sometimes i do that and i think wow like 20 years ago barely anyone was doing this you gotta ask someone you just gotta know yeah oh it was, it was bad it was really bad anyway back to what a what an inefficient and terrible time must have been thank god <laughs> anyway i miss inefficiency yeah i know you do i know i know you you curse the technology but you also know you have a problem i have a problem i can't stop yeah, but G- GPS, that's something. I, I mean, I would never give that up. Oh, yeah, never. Oh I'll give up a lot of things. Definitely not GPS. Mm-hmm. I'll give up my car before GPS. Yeah, that, I, that's <laughs> honestly. No, no, no. I kind of need the I mean, car. How much, how much less useful is my car without GPS? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I'm sure you know how to drive to work. No, I wouldn't go that far. It's It's significantly mm-hmm. less useful. Without a GPS, I mean, it's still. You're useful. right. You're right. You're right. I agree with you, to an extent, but it's still useful enough. People drove cars before there was GPS, and if you know where you need to go, I'm not walking to work. It's not yeah. happening. Exactly. So. So. Back to the. And, I know how to get there. Exactly. Ryan, how you know how to get there? Because of GPS. Nah, not really. No, I'm sure you figured out without it. So. <laughs> so uh, we got back. More of um the so we're at the store Sawyer storyline here. He has a headache, mm-hmm. and remember last episode when he kind of yelled at Mike and Jen when they're building the raft. Yep. Yes, actually, um, yeah, there was this call, the same callback. Mm-hmm. So, and cool. but I told so you commented on the book he was reading, A Wrinkle in Time. Then he's reading it again. He's reading it again, but you didn't notice what I thought you had noticed. Which is, if you look at him when he's reading that book in the last episode, he's like, his eyes, he's struggling. Yeah. He's physically so, like, strained. Whether it be that the books, I, I've never read that book. I don't know how hard of a read it is. But he's straining, so you can tell he has I, I've eyes. I've either, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, junior high level. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was, like, a theory of relativity style. Like, like a real... oh, <laughs> it's no, not. No. Wrinkle in time. Not. Now that I think about it, that is not like a pretty... Young yeah, adult book right there, no? It's a novel. Yeah. It's not, you know, uh, the elegant universe or uh, the cosmos or anything like that. Yeah. So, you know, Sawyer's his headache. People are building things. He yells at them to keep it down. <laughs> it's also just these, like, it's, it's randoms. Just other survivors. They're just like, huh? 
Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, just like the last episode, he complains. And Kate makes Sawyer go to Jack's. So we have Jack inspecting him. And he, he gives him, like, the questionnaire like doctors do. And he starts... I, I did love this scene. Oh, yeah. It's so great. Because at first, he's like, like, the first one, he's like, you know, have you ever um, had sex with a prostitute? Right? And it's like, that's, that's odd. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought maybe it applies. Okay, so the story answers yes. You ever get a sexual disease? <laughs> you know, he assumes yes. And then he goes, I forgot, what, he goes to ask him something else. Oh, yeah. Like next outbreak or something. Yeah, your most recent outbreak. Yeah, yeah. and so he just storms off and tells him to go. You know, mm-hmm. go 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 get one. I don't know. And Kate, Kate starts going. Oh, you know, he he kind of deserves that, Jack. But and Jack just cuts her off and tells him or tells her, you know, he needs glasses. <laughs> so straight up, Jack's already figured it out. He's just he's just uh, having his fun. I loved that a lot. <laughs> That that was that was really funny. That that was good for you, Jack. That was really funny. Good for you, Jack. He's just he's just getting one over so here. Sure, I have to I have to tell you this. I'm pretty excited because my, my vision is very very good. I've never worn glasses. Wow, look at you flexing on me. My vision's so crappy. I like I need glasses to drive. I'm very excited because I'm getting. They're not actual glasses. They're just the blue light canceling glasses because I've been staring at a laptop so much for. Oh yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, so, so... I, I, I'm I'm so excited. I, Are you I, gonna wear them like I, even during like your uh, meetings or online meetings? I don't know. I might because let me tell you something. I love glasses. <laughs> I love wearing them. I think other people look fantastic in glasses, and I'm always so jealous. <laughs> so, uh, I'm very excited about this. I think the glasses look depends on the person. Like, I don't normally wear glasses. I sometimes wear my glasses, but I like contacts just because of them. Um, my vision's so bad. Like, when I look outside the extremities of my glasses, like, I can, it's just so blurry. It bothers me. When I wear contacts, it feels like my vision's perfect. Nice. Also, I can wear sunglasses, too. Which yes. won't be too much of a big deal, but... Yeah. So, I'm, I'm very excited about this. Yeah. Congratulations you. on your big purchase. Yeah. Sorry, well. we have that in common. Yeah, you sort of have that in common, except sort of kind of, you know, he kind of gets a headache without them, but yeah, I, I, I guess you get a headache too, yeah. From yeah, I don't yeah. actually know, but I'm sure you can. Well, that's that's the, that's the point of them is to, is to cut down on the headaches. Is but... it does it help you sleep better? Yeah, to, yes, the elimination of the blue light, yes. Mm. Yeah, we, we've had a couple of students because they're they've been online so much get their first ever migraines yeah Ooh. yes you've never had migraines before getting them it's an unexpected undesirable outcome right there it sure is <laughs> well anyway so so yeah so Sawyer's so getting glasses so he needs glasses yeah jack, jack does a great job and I, you know i always think about this as the doctor that's this type of stuff like oh man i i, I uh hurt my elbow i need to go to the doctor and you go to the doctor and the first thing they do is put you on the scale and you're like i hurt my elbow like <laughs> how much do you weigh okay we're knowing that down we're johnny yeah. i so then when the doctor's like when you tell them an answer and they write more than i think they're supposed to write like I'm like they ask you a question i go yes and then you go like it's not just a check there's multiple pen marks going i'm like wait a second <laughs> like what what is going on here yeah 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 it's like a the, the the only thing I can relate that to is 
presenting in front of a class. When I present in front of a class, I'll, I look at the teacher a lot. Mm-hmm. When I have to get graded for it, and I, I'm, I'm okay with presenting in front of a class, but when I have to present for a grade, it does make it harder, for the yeah. reason. Just, just uh, at least it did. Now, I mean, I don't really have to do it that much anymore. But I, I look at the teacher and I, like, I see them starting to write. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like they're, 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 they're jotting something down. Yes, yes. Okay. It could be a good thing, but it could be a good thing, but I just well, presume but, it isn't. But this, this I thought was was so so classic medical examination just a series of questions that, that you, it's like a it feels like unrelated a benefit interview from leftovers like <laughs> yeah yeah just questions random questions do with anything why are you asking me these questions yeah so yeah so your storms out if he yeah he catches on he got he caught on sooner than i did though i'll be honest I yeah it's like yeah okay maybe maybe jack thinks it's some sort of like STD or yeah something he just asked him some questions okay <laughs> but yeah back to Locke and Boone uh Locke's still struggling to walk he's, he's starting to limp pretty bad and he, he tries to say oh it's it's my wound on my leg but Boone calls him out like nah that you're lumping on your other leg oh man the, the good leg there mm-hmm. and he finally he collapses yep and oh and Boone becomes the first person that Locke tells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Locke confides oh, in Boone. No. Oh, no, wait a minute. Did did Locke tell Walt about this? Okay. No, because, he told them a miracle happened to him. Right. Did he tell them that it was his tell? So Walt we never get to Walt? see, because the scene when he says, a miracle happened to me, it then yeah. cuts away. Right, and then so we don't know if he explained it more or if we just told them a miracle happened to him. Okay, like I always, I always thought of it as he just told them a miracle happened to him. Okay, but because I felt like when Walt told Mike that a miracle happened to Mister Locke, yes, he would have explained like how he couldn't walk and now he can. Right, I I just always assumed he never told them the full. He just told them he had a miracle. Right, so and I think Mike. Like said, well, we all did because mm-hmm. yeah. we all survived that. So, yeah. but, well, I never thought of it that way. He could he could have told Walt there. That's yeah. True. Well, regardless, this is the first time we see him. Yeah. Killing anybody. So he confides in Boone. You know, because Boone wants to take him back. Ah, oh, Locke, I gotta take you back. And Locke confesses he was paralyzed for four years. This also gives us a time frame now. Four years he was in the wheelchair. Yep. And, you know. Boone's like, you were in a wheelchair? Why? And he's kind of in disbelief. And Locke does not know why the island is taking his legs away. But all he knows is he has to get to this plane where it crashed. And Boone, Boone believes Locke. And he goes to help Locke. Mm-hmm. And Locke says, says the phrase, help me up, son. <laughs> which, which I love the relation between Boone and Locke. It is, it is becoming almost like a father-son relationship. Or like a master-disciple yeah. or like apprentice type of thing. Where like... Boone is becoming more of a faith-driven person. You know, he's not quite as faith-driven as Locke, obviously. He's more skeptical, but he, he does listen to Locke. Yeah, well, I think his faith is in Locke. Mm-hmm. Yes. Locke's faith is in the island. So Boone's faith is not directly in the island like Locke's is. You know, his, his faith is in Locke through the island. It'd be like, yeah. you know... Uh, my you know somebody's faith being in their pastor as opposed to in the religion yeah i see what you're saying and 
in the throughout this episode, we can see Boone probably gaining more faith in the island, or at least Locke. He's skeptical of Locke's relation with the island. Somewhat. I I know in the dream sequence he says that, but even like during the trip, you say like, "Oh, why are we doing this?" Just because you have faith in the island, right? So he's, he's skeptical yeah. of his connection. He he definitely starts believing Locke's connection with the island after like when they eventually find the plane, the Teresa thing, right? This mm-hmm. like thing. So that you know that that helps build his faith with Locke, which he already has, but probably helps him build faith. With the island too, right? Like if this does this for yeah. Locke, what can the island do for me? I should listen to the island. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're we're in exit Boone and Locke here because we're gonna hit the awesome flashbacks, mm-hmm. which there's not really much in this one. They're hunting birds. Locke gets one first shot of the day hunting, I guess. Poor guy. And Cooper tells him. Good shot, son. So, uh, another mention of son. Boone is the son. Locke yep. is the son. Cooper yep. is Boone's grandfather, confirmed. <laughs> uh, and we see Locke, Locke pauses when he says that, right? Like, you can tell it means a lot to Locke. I like uh, just, just that, like, momentary pause, right? You can tell it means a lot to Locke. Yeah. And Cooper talks about how he's grateful that Emily helped bring them together while they have time. <laughs> Cooper brings up the foreboding thing and I, the, the writers know Lindelof knows that you're going to suspect Locke's giving up his kidney like that's what you're expecting oh. that's what I'm, I think that, I think that's the and that's what they want you to expect and it's true that's what Locke does so okay. we'll, we'll get that in a second here but oh I, you have anything to say on that no that's I, I'm growing more and more suspicious of Anthony every minute oh okay right so you're like hmm, I don't know Anthony well, the, I I don't blame you. <laughs> you know, he he orchestrated this. I think he orchestrated this. You know, viewing of his dialysis. You know, and now he's he's manipulating him emotionally by saying, "I'm just glad we got to do this while we still have time." You know, son. Son, <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of manipulation going on here, and it's I know it is very possible, and I know this at this point. That this is all sincere, but it's also very possible that it's not. What a coincidence! Mm-hmm. Very nice. Mm. So we get we cut back. It's Boone carrying Locke, uh, or just assisting him. But I think he's carrying him, right? Uh, yeah, I, th- I yeah. think. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, and he, he puts him down to kind of take a break, and he confesses finally what Teresa me- meant to him. Uh, Teresa was his nanny growing up, mm-hmm. and one day, Boone was about age six, he was calling his intercom, and had Teresa kind of running up and down the stairs over and over, like, helping him, for, you know, doing his bidding, yep. and eventually she, you know, or at one point, she fell down the stairs, and she broke her neck, trying yep. to do Boone's chores. To this, Locke hysterically laughs. <laughs> nope, <laughs> just kidding. Well, Boone, Boone gets really mad at this. He, like, grabs yeah. Locke by the collar. Like, he's about to beat up Locke. <laughs> <laughs> he got super angry. Understandably. He just got super mad. And Locke points. And there's the exact plane Locke had seen right in the cliffside. Yeah, like, clearly the one. Oh, definitely. 100%. And Boone is also... Boone's amazed, too, right? Like, this is... Boone's amazed Locke was right. There's the plane. They found it. Uh... Boone, you know, wonders, hey, what's inside? Locke does not know, but Boone, you're going to have to climb in and find out. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
That's the exciting okay. thing here. Okay, Papa John. Okay, 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 Father Locke. So, <laughs> we're going to get back to that thrilling conclusion in a moment here, because we got to get back to the flashback, where all it is is just Locke and Cooper going under surgery. Yeah. And there you no, go. no surprise. No surprises. No surprises. The last few, I'll give you that. Like the, the, the next, like the, the, this and the last two flashbacks, nothing too surprising, right? Like season into dialysis. Right. The, um, one of them says this was meant to be. Was it? Was it Locke or, or Anthony who said that? I think it I was. Think, I think it's Locke, but I'm not, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, how's so. There, there's something that I'm impressed about these flashbacks. They're pretty short, though, and you know they're they're fine. I like them. They're serviceable. Mm-hmm. But the next one, oh, banger! You get that <laughs> one. I love it. Oh, I always say I, I just oh, so great. Yeah. So before that, we got we got to wrap up this storyline with the nice bow, Jack and Sawyer. Uh, Jack goes to Sawyer, and Sawyer's pretty upset with Jack, understandably. Jack kind of tells him, "Okay, listen, you've been reading a lot. You have." I can't remember what he said. Hyperopia? Is that? Yeah, or hypermyopia. I can't remember if it was hypermyopia or hyperopia. I think it's hyperopia is for farsighted. Okay. He's farsighted. There you go. <laughs> so he's farsighted. Uh, caused on by the stress of him suddenly reading. So he has Sawyer try out glasses that they you know just have from this wreckage. Mm-hmm. And he's trying them, trying them. And so... This the only thing we see said in this episode is him engineering two glasses together to give Sawyer Sawyer the perfect glasses that he needs. Yep, I love when Jack tells him what he's got, and Sawyer like like he's on the brink of tears, like oh no, not (laughs) I know, there's no idea what it is. I know he's like oh Doc, yeah, what 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 is that? (laughs) (laughs) I I did enjoy that. Now, do you think that, that they set? So you're up to be reading all the time just so, so that give him So here, I was going to tell you this a bit more at the end, but now that we're already doing this, in the... Let me just make sure I get this up here. I, I have it here in a... One, one moment. Now it's going to bother me. Uh, 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 uh. Here we go, right? No, what? Where is it? I know, <laughs> I know I read this. There it is, under... Here we go. I know it's just in this section. Okay, here. Sawyer's farsightedness is revealed in this episode. However, there's an audio commentary with um, Carlton Coos, who I guess is part of the show. Oh, and oh, Ka- Ka- yeah, Carlton uh, Coos. Yeah, and it's it's very interesting. Uh, he's he's one of the writers on this show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the writers on the leftovers is Nick Coos, who I think is Carlton Coos's son. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I just got him a good gig. <laughs> anyway, uh, he states that it this is evident uh, from the start of the series that Sawyer has farsightedness. In Pilot Part 2, Sawyer successfully kills a polar bear with his gun. But in Tabula Rasa, the very next episode, he misses the marshal's chest, even though he was stationary and very close. Interesting. So, I... Uh, I mean... He says that, but I kind of take it like a grain of salt because he had one shot for the marshal and he shot the polar bear several times. It's like, okay, yeah. I would call this cute. Like, yeah, cute. Like, this is definitely not like evidence. No one sees him kill the marshal. Go, so he must be far sighted. 
That's the only say. No, people just think he's a bad shot. Like unless unless the fact that Sawyer is farsighted, it plays very heavily into what happens later. Then this is a cute little tidbit, but yeah. it's it's not nothing like, impressive. Yeah, I'm with you. In fact, I would go as far to say as this wasn't even purposely like like this is just like hey, you know what? We said he's farsighted. I'll look at that. That kind of. Nah, I don't know about that. You don't know about that, Chief? Okay. Uh, maybe you I might apologize. be. You might be right. I yeah, be. don't call me Chief. <laughs> <laughs> what happened again, sir? <laughs> okay, no, but uh, you you might have a good point there. I was wondering about that. Like, what 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 are they like giving themselves too much credit for? I don't know. I, mean, I would say that if they're giving themselves the credit, it probably was legit. You think, right? But I. I don't know. Because there's got to be at least sometimes where they give themselves credit and they, you know, they didn't think of it. Maybe. Basically, I'm saying people are liars. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Someone's got to lie at some point. Like John Locke. Like John Locke. And that hatch. <laughs> <laughs> what hatch, Locke says? I mean, I guess, you know, that's more just a lie of omission. He's, he... Yeah. There you go. No, there's still a way of saying that. That's clever, and I can't remember. Live omission. Yeah. I, I, that's the half truth. No, half truth is the, the oh. an active lie in a half truth. Okay. You know, you got these real technically down. Like, I don't trust uh, you. Live omission is just <laughs> you just well, don't say it. You never asked. Yeah. <laughs> How was How I, I lie if I if, about? <laughs> A hatch that you found in the jungle with Boone, like how could I ever lie? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Sawyer needs glasses. Uh Side perfectly engineers him some. I I kinda like that montage. We never hear Side at all, but makes him these glasses. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Hurley roasts him. So we got our Hurley in the episode. You complain about little to no Hurley. We get a good roast. That's at least worth five lines of a regular character. One oh, Hurley roast, so I don't know, man. I, you know, like the Hurley was so much in the last episode. And there was, was nothing in this episode. He was he was a lot of the last episode. And we see him. So he's very self conscious about his glasses. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like charming when I see him with his glasses on. It's like a ah, I don't know why. Just something. Something about Sawyer with I, his glasses. I love that it's different on the two sides. I yeah, yeah, I, that, yeah. That's character to it. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, there's fibers, yeah. It's not like you just got a pair of glasses. That fit all nicely, wisely. I don't know why I said that. Nicely, wisely. Nicely, wisely. There we go. It's like, like timey wimey. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking baby talk. Why? Here. You you had babies at one point. Why why do people talk like that to babies? Is there a reason or just, just because? Well, it's more about... Are you talking about like putting a new letter at the beginning of a word Wait, what? talking about well are you talking about the tone of the voice or are you talking about the words that you, that people both use? why do people talk to babies when they talk to them they're like ah, okay look, look at the little baby well not like that, that that's simply to elicit 
a different type of reaction from the baby. Yeah, because the baby, um, he doesn't know words. Like, oh. If you're trying to calm the baby down, then you're you're talking much more. You know, you're talking quietly, and you're talking in in your normal, maybe even a little bit lower voice. You know what I mean? Whereas if you're trying to excite the baby, you you talk in a more high pitched, louder voice. Uh, the words bit of it, though, I mean. People, people are told now, you know, you talk to your baby like you would talk to an or just an adult because you want your baby to learn the correct words. I, I do like the idea of that, like, when are you going to pay your taxes, baby? <laughs> <laughs> baby, do your chores. Okay. <laughs> like, put them... I mean, that, this, is, this is not what I mean, but what I mean, I mean <laughs> no. you, don't, you intentionally don't use phrases like nicely, wisely. <laughs> but people do, right? Yes, and they shouldn't. Okay, so they're just straight wrong. Yes. Now, now I know. If, look, if I have to talk to a baby, I'll talk to you in a very sophisticated manner. Like, no, I mean, you don't have to, like use use a an expanded vocabulary or anything. You just no, but I want the baby to have an expanded vocabulary. Th- then you should talk to them with those types of words for sure. There you go. But, like if, as early as possible, but but you should not say things like oh i love you like you, you should not you should not do that because then the baby learns to say i love you with a w instead of an l yeah i, I see yeah uh you think that's can help for like obviously we're not doctors here but do you think that can help form like a lisp oh yeah for sure Fair enough. I, I, me too. I was just wondering. I mean, you know, a, a speech. There's other ways. Yeah, there's other ways you can get speech impediments too. Even like physical damage to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, back, back to, <laughs> yeah. I was a little. I, I learned. I learned a lot about babies from you, Mister. <laughs> my children. I haven't. I didn't know you're supposed to. I thought. I thought there was a reason to talk to them in baby talk. This. This. You is, tell me that's like. Well, there, no, there, there is a reason to talk to them to change. The oh tone. yeah, the tone of your voice. Yeah, but I thought like the nicely wisely or that. No. No. Okay. okay. No. Okay. Hold on though, because. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait! You can't. You can't tell what you want. Because it is valuable to teach them how to rhyme words. Why? Well, they have to. Because when you when you understand rhyme. You understand uh, it helps you with spelling. Like okay. Frequently, not always, but frequently. I'm about to say, yeah, I can do some examples here. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, my my fourth graders' spelling list right now is all words with a long a sound, but it's like it's not just you know way and hay and pay. It's, it's also like long a? the other way or nay. Or, oh. you know, or, um, uh, what was, it? Oh, what was the other one? The, the EA, when, when is EA, so, what's the word with EA that makes the long A sound? Uh, Peace. <laughs> I can't think of one either. But then you put it on the spot, I before E. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's a bunch of different ways to spell. The long A sound, which is my head is still thought on trying to think of a long A sound with that. So confusing, it's it's terrible. Anyway, yeah, yeah. The, the English language is so terrible. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, I knew English before it was cool. I, I've yeah. <laughs> I've told you about if I ever run for president, my entire platform will be the elimination of three letters from the alphabet. 
I know we've talked about letters we could eliminate from the alphabet. Yeah, letter C. C. Oh yeah, definitely. Listen, K, K, K does C and S does C. like C. Exactly. Just, C changes. There, there's C. no reason for C. You don't need at C. all. I completely agree with you there. You use a K X. or you use an S. Yeah, you X, don't need X. X is another one. We do not need X. Yes. And and Q is the other one. We don't need we don't need that either. Because K K K is really short because K yep. can take take over for K is basically we're underutilizing K. Yes, we are, and we're and KW is just the same thing as QU. Like, and then like KS X. Exactly, exactly. Oh, there is one other thing that I would do as well. The letter G would only make the G sound. No, yeah. we have a J for that. <laughs> oh my God, like, you're sitting there on the debate stage. Yeah. They're like, well, uh, oh, you're a controversial opinion on the letter G, Mr. Sal. Take, <laughs> take, your, take your platform. G makes G. We have a letter for G. It's called J. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I so. would. Yep. Does the U.S. government ever really edit the English language, though? No, I don't know. It doesn't, right? I don't really heard of it doing that. You know what's really funny? Is yeah. This whole conversation about the English language was because you said nicely, wisely. It is, yeah. It's, it's, not, a, it's not about lost at all. <laughs> and then you have to get back to lost. <laughs> oh, my God. It's been Don't get me wrong. I'm, pre- yeah. I'm pretty passionate about my modifications to the alphabet. Yeah, but... What we're more passionate about is Boone. So in this case, yeah. <laughs> 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 you think I was gonna say lost or yeah. Like yeah. lost or lock, but Boone. <laughs> <laughs> well, because speaking of Boone, now that we're we're so attached to him, he's climbing up to the plane. Now I, I question why is he doing such a like he's climbing up the vines like he even slips a little like his grip but whatever he gets up there that's not what gets him and injures him but <laughs> he gets in the plane finds a map he's nigerian sahara so it's a map of africa and mm-hmm. the plane this is the first time the plane starts doop, like a little a little bit of the, the movie mm-hmm. tilt mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. yeah creaks uh a corpse even hits boone and Locke keeps calling to Boone, like, hey, Locke, or not Locke, hey, Boone, you, you good up there? How are you? And Boone says, you know, I'm fine. And this Locke... is the most uncomfortable situation any character has been in on this show. This is awful. <laughs> Why is this awful? So bad. so bad for Boone. Oh, yeah. So Locke eventually, he, he actually gets up then, and he's really, like, wobbly. But he does, like, as he stands up, he gets more and more, you know, this feels like his legs are getting stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. So Boone's going up there, and Boone finds like a holy doll. What, what do you call this? Yeah, there's just little like statuettes of okay. of Mary. Okay, there you go, Mary. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's he gets this, he's very angry because you know, I I couldn't tell I I didn't see it at that point, but he threw it down and he's like, ah, oh, this is full of heroin. There's drug smugglers. How did he know that? Yeah, so I mean, yeah, so, so I don't know if he saw heroin on the plane, and so and he just deduced it because yeah, maybe there was a broken one in the box. Yeah, that... uh, clearly because they did just like crash in a plane. I can totally buy him just seeing like broken yeah. dolls and packets of heroin. Yes. Okay. And so, you know, brings it down and Locke goes, I I just don't understand, right? How could this be? Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna take a pause here. Do, do you want to take the pause here for the very elephant in the room? Or... Sure. Okay. 
Let's do it. Charlie. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> this is a, this is, a, this is... I, I thought about this. I was like, man, I hope Charlie doesn't find out about this. I mean, yeah, you don't want Charlie to find out about this. We know he's had a heroin problem. Yeah. His heroin. I did I did check again. So he had he had a heroin problem. Cause this is a, this is like a jackpot. Yeah, because part of the reason he should have just quit was you know he's only got that one bag left. Looks at he held that bag out for some time. Look at all the baggies here. Oh my god. He's like on a lifetime of heroin. Yep. He, he's good to go. Also, so is heroin just a pain reliever or is it? Like I know morphine is, and it's. Uh, they're both opioids. Yeah, so I I don't know if all opioids are pain relievers or just like morphine is like i don't yeah i don't know the whole i i don't i don't know that i've heroin. never heroin having any kind of medicinal use well, opioids do have medicinal use i just don't know if like heroin's just like right. it's opioids but it's mostly on like the the pleasure side of the opioid i guess versus yeah opioids that service you for the actual pain relief yeah i've, I've never heard of it having any of that me either but I, I just wonder do they have any sort of um pain relief because then it may be jack's okay Give me some heroin. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that that would be wise. Uh, oh, you know, probably yeah. get bored. But. but I definitely worry about Charlie finding this. Yeah, he's yeah. doing so well. He's doing pretty well. So I wonder if Locke makes this connection when he sees it. Maybe. Anyway, it's just a little passing thought. Hopefully, Charlie doesn't, you know, find the heroin. Yeah. Bashed. <laughs> That is my hope. Back back to Boone. He eventually, you know, he's, he's kind of mad about this heroin plane, and he goes to the front and he finds a radio. Well, I say finds. There's a radio on the front of the, you know, the plane has a radio, and he turns it on and it works. Unbelievable. So, and the plane starts to tilt and fall a little more. It starts tilting, so now it's, it's slowly falling. Right, we got more right. tilt, more tilt, and he starts talking on the radio. You know. Oh, Locke also yells for Boone to come down. He's like, Boone, you know, get down from there, Boone. Come on. And he calls it up on the radio, and someone answers back. Unbelievable. This is crazy. It, it is insane. And Boone tells them, we are the survivors of Oceanic Flight 815. Mm-hmm. And as the plane falls, did you catch what they said? No. They said, we're the survivors of Oceanic Plane 815. They did? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> they did. I didn't even hear that. Oh my god. Yeah, you can clear I mean now that I also told you what they said, you can clearly hear it. But yeah, that's what Man, they say. That's crazy. So the question is Oh, I th- I thought you knew they said that. So I'm, I'm, oh. they said we're the survivors of Oceanic mm-hmm. Flight 815. Yep, we're survivors. Not no, sorry, it's not weird though. It's we're survivors of Oceanic Flight 815. Like W H E R E where yeah, yeah yeah we yeah W E we are yeah like we the, are <laughs> we are the survivors of flight ocean no 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 they said where but yeah the expanded out we are yeah W E apostrophe R E what <laughs> this is kind of a big deal to hear I'm surprised you didn't like. For someone that's always so like you know comb over you do your you do research I'm surprised you just sort of like just ah, I don't know what they say just, just oh my god <laughs> it's a pretty big deal of what they well, I, well I think I must have misheard them or something because that is a huge deal <laughs> that is a massive deal <laughs> I think 
it's it's not just it's not just we're we're the we're the survivors of a crash as well but specifically flight 815 yeah the exact same flight so th- this gives a lot of possibilities oh my god are there other survivors from the same plane did this plane crash before in the past is there some timey whiny things going on timey whiny you know there's there's possibilities here but or is it some other supernatural like who is are they lying on the other side of the radio right is like the others god you can't just trust them oh now i know who it was oh who was it it was bernard ah who's bernard (laughs) it was bernard who's oh my gosh who's bernard that's my flag planted right here Okay. I've never, I've never. Bernard is the name of Rose's husband. Oh right? yes, 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 yes. It is. I, I forgot. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So okay. Oh yeah, because she does think Bernard is alive. So you, you, you are, you are planting the flag. Uh, that's what I'm doing. That Bernard is alive, and this is Bernard. And really, it, it's almost in the same way of like. Kate hoping Sawyer isn't as bad as he says he is, or Jill looking for Nora's gun. That because if it isn't, there might be tiny whiny things going on here, and you just simply can't have that. So. How is this Jill looking for Nora's gun? Oh, in the same way, like Jill looks for Nora's gun because she she doesn't want to find it. That way, you know, it shows that there is a way to you know, uh, improve. What's what's it? Get over. What right. happened, right? Yes. And so you need this to be Bernard, because if it isn't, then it could be timey wimey things. <laughs> oh, and you can't live in a lost reality where there are timey wimey things. I am anticipating timey wimey. Okay, you're anticipating. So, I'm, well, I'm, but you still think this is Bernard, though. I do. Yes. Ah. Well, good for you. I can't. I can't believe that I missed that, though. <laughs> Ah, I'm the, just kidding, Mr. Sal. You're kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Oh my god. Jostle <laughs> around a bit more. No, that I, I, I promise you that's what they said. Uh, I would tell you to look it up, but I don't want you to look it up. So take my word for it. I mean it. That's what they said. We're survivors. Oh, it's, a, it's on my TV right now with the closed captions. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can go back and listen for it. You, you'll clearly hear it once you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna listen for it. I'm gonna read the closed captions. Oh, okay. I don't know the closed captions say it, but. Probably do. Pretty, that would be a pretty important thing to overlook. It would be. So. So, very, yeah. So, is this big shock. So, we're, we've got the flag planted. It's Bernard. Gotcha. Yes. Anywho, the fall, fall you know, collapses, falls down, and Locke manages, you know, he gets up, he, he runs over, but, you know, he doesn't, and he keeps falling, though. His legs mm-hmm. aren't quite up to snuff but you know he powers through it he gets to the plane moves as much of the carnage he can out of the way to find the exact same bloody boon he had seen before oh, it's, it's exact literally yeah same like same way the blood goes and he, car- he gets him carries him gets up struggles but he, he's able to start like walking so limping away yes go on him yeah he, I mean he's walking well enough to carry boon yeah so it looks like his legs are coming back to him. Interesting. It, yeah. 
Wonderful. Good for Locke. I, I mean, I guess. Not good for Boone, though. <laughs> Maybe he absorbed Boone's life force. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I'm not saying Boone's dead, because... Okay. Know, but... The closed captions, just so you know, <laughs> do not say we're the survivors of Flight 815. What do they say? There were no survivors of Flight 815. What? That's what... I'm looking at the Wikipedia here. Oh no! Listen, listen to listen to it. Well, I'll have to do that after we. Record. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Let's do. Okay, this is a big deal though. Put 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 a note in this though, because I do want to make sure we're right. I thought they said we're survivors, <laughs> and the wiki says it too. So that's why I made sure to check. But, okay, but you know, do make. By sure. the way, if if you're right, then I plant my Bernard flag. That's fine. <laughs> if you're wrong though, and if if it's there were no survivors, Bernard flag unplanted, understandably. The, yes. Good. Yeah, you pick. You want that flag back. You're not gonna waste it on the Bernard thing. I understand. About that. Yeah, understandable. But it's. I mean, you know, it's somewhat interesting. Even if they did say there were no survivors, because that could mean that they're all dead. <laughs> Maybe. They're but either all, way, it's an interesting thing. It, it, they said, sort, you know, of, sort of uh, Purgatory Island. Unlike the Purgatory Hotel. <laughs> I knew you were going to do those. Like, <laughs> you said that. Just uh, like uh, if you watched The Leftovers. Yeah. You would have seen earlier this week. There was an episode that had something to do with Purgatory. Don't want to talk about it too much because maybe very interesting episode. I, I will say, um, as Mr. Sal said it, some consider it. Not Mr. Actually, Mr. Sal, do you consider it to be. Actually, I, I don't even want to. Watch yeah, I don't want to give away where I ultimately would put that in the hierarchy of my rankings. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. All the leftovers episodes. You gotta watch it. You gotta, it you gotta watch leftovers. So far, I will say that. Yeah. So there you go. It is what it is. We'll talk about a first thing next episode about you know what we find on that quote. We are survivors, or there were no survivors, because that is a is a big deal. Yes. <laughs> that is a difference, but ends with Locke carrying Boone away. Yes. We cu- we get back to Kate and Jack. They're in the caves, and Kate thanks Jack, you know, for helping Sawyer. Thank you, Jack. And Jack says he did not do it for him. Oh, there's a little look at this. He did it for presumably then Kate. <gasps> Maybe you can ship it. Moving on. What do, what do you want to call them? Cac, Jate. Put <laughs> 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 like bait. <laughs> Terrible name. <laughs> What's wrong with Cac? Again, <laughs> Jate. Oh God, those are awful. I ship it. I'm always, I'm always ready for a relationship here. I'm always ready to ship anything. So, what's Kate's last name? I, I, don't, I don't remember if they even. I don't know if we actually learned it, and even if we have, I don't know if we can trust it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well. Doesn't matter right now because this this sweet moment is short lived because Locke comes barreling in bloody with a bloody boot on his back and he just you know puts him down. Now things are you know going pretty fast motion here. Locke tells him Boone you know they were hunting and Boone fell off a cliff so he's lying again. He is. I, I mean he fell off a cliff but he also <laughs> was in a place. You know, there's a lot more to that story. They were not hunting. Yes, maybe hunting for plane. 
yeah. real stretch yeah. of the truth. Okay. So, so I think there's some element of forgiveness we can offer to Locke. Maybe he was trying to protect Charlie from the heroin. Yeah. yeah. Listen, just because he's lying doesn't mean it's nefarious. But he's lying. That, that's, yeah. all, that's all I'm trying to say here. But yeah. You, you could say that. Though I guess the counter to that is I don't think Charlie's around. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. But I guess he doesn't, maybe doesn't want it to spread to Charlie. Right. Whatever have you. So, oh, Boone fell off a cliff. And Boone is in rough shape. So Jack starts yelling to Kate, like, stay, hey, get things so I can, you know, help stun the bleeding, whatever, you, like, towels, whatever you can get. And Jack yells, Locke, I want to know exactly what happened. Locke? No. Nope. Locke? And nope. Locke is gone. Not there. Already gone. Right, there will be repercussions for this, just poofing out of existence when you've just brought a bloody man. <laughs> and, you know, Jack would like to know what happened to him. Because, you know, it's kind of important. I think yeah. for a doctor to kind of know what yeah. led up to someone's injuries. Yes. yes. It does impact their injuries, you know. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it's a bit important. Yeah. Whether you were stabbed or shot, you know, I think it's yep. a big Absolutely. deal. So, whatever. Because you know what? It doesn't matter. We get the flashback. The flashback to end all flashbacks. And by that, a real tearjerker. And this is where, you know, we had a tearjerker episode for The Leftovers. Definitely more than this last episode, don't get me wrong. But this, you know, makes you feel bad. This this definitely wells some emotions up. Yeah. I'm not I'm not crying watching it, but I'm I'm definitely feeling the feels. Yeah, yeah, feelers are there. Mm-hmm. So Locke awakes from his surgery and you know, his dad, Cooper, is gone. And the nurse, you know, there's a nurse there checking his pulse and he starts asking the nurse, Oh, you know, do, do you know where my dad is? Oh, he checked out this afternoon under private care. Oh, well, he must have left a message or something. Nope. <laughs> no message. So, I got calmed. I'll get some juice and the next I mean, leaves. I'm sure, I mean, I felt for this hook, line, and sinker. I don't know if you did. Like, when I, saw I did when I first bed, watched this. Yeah. When I saw the empty bed, I thought he was dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought, I did not think he abandoned Locke. That was definitely not what I thought. Too. I thought, oh, something, a complication happened. He died. Maybe he still, maybe he just took his kidney out. And, like, he's still in surgery, but Locke's now out, because I don't know how kidney surgery works. Mm. Like, I don't know if, like, they take your kidney out, keep it there, stitch you back up, put you yeah, in, or if they do much. Like, I, like, yeah, I don't know the, the complications of kidney surgery. <laughs> so, anywho, Locke's, you know, he's in pain. He tries to kind of get up, but he can't. And Emily, we see Emily, Locke's mother, come in and just say, it was his idea. I, I just needed the money. Hmm? What the heck is she doing here? Exactly. What is she doing here? And, well, she confesses that, you know, she was paid by Cooper to trick Locke into giving up his kidney. Well, he conf- she confesses why she was here. He says, I, I wanted to see you. And Emily is actually genuinely seems like trying to meet Locke. Now, he, she did, she did oh, swindle him for money. But she just still kind of seemed to care about him. But, I mean, there's there's a fair chance that she didn't know that he would abandon him. Yeah, oh yeah, certainly. Because she does seem to feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. Right? And Locke just seems devastated. Like, he's he's on the brink of tears, if not yeah. crying, right? Yeah. He, he just does not believe it. He's like, no, he, he couldn't have abandoned me. He couldn't. Yeah, he might even have started to cry. I can't quite remember. But he does, like, rip his stuff off. And, yeah, Emily wanted to meet him. And 
Locke cares more about his dad. Obviously, he'd already made a bond with him. Doesn't have a bond with Emily, so... Right. So we cut to him. He's at the gates again, right? The same way we saw him cut before to the gates. He's there again. And he's wow. demanding that Eddie open that gate. This is just heartless. This is just... Well, Eddie feels kind of bad. Eddie's like, I can't open the gate, right? Sorry. Mm-hmm. And Locke gets out of the car. He sees the camera looking. And, you know, he knows Cooper is looking. And just goes, you know, you can't do this. And he's just so angry. And what I, what I like... Not what I like. But what makes this more powerful to me is... We don't get to see Cooper again either. No. Anthony, right? It's just, just like Locke, poof, he's gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like... It's so unnecessarily heartless like, it's so like you could you could have died out your relationship with him but it's just it's so cutthroat yeah. so needlessly cutthroat literally all i wanted was your kidney at the end i want nothing to do with you now yeah literally and Locke does not take it well obviously he drives yeah. off he's like banging around his car and he eventually you know, parks and he just breaks down crying he's devastated and it's i yeah what an emotional roller coaster! Yeah, you to go through. You feel so much sympathy for him because, if you, again, this is his story of misplaced faith. He put his faith in the wrong person. He was too trusting, and now back on the island. It seems like that's the same case. It, it, it does. <laughs> well, 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 yes and no because it does I mean, for a second, but then. Well, it's it, yeah. I mean, it seems like. Has he misplaced his faith, or is his faith being tested, or or what is this? I, I guess the, the way I see this is because I always try to think about why they are thinking of that particular flashback at that moment. Yeah, I understand that. And so, to me, he's thinking about this because he's remembering this time when he misplaced his faith and thinking and doubting himself now. Is my did I misplace my faith in this island? Should I have not put my faith in this island? Mm-hmm. Just like I shouldn't have put my faith in Anthony. Maybe I'm just too prone to putting to too trusting, too prone to putting my faith out into the world without enough reason to do so. So, and it's a heartbreaking thing. And we, you know, we come back to the present day, locks mm-hmm. over the hatch. And he's, you know, he's crying. He's, you know, banging on the hatch, and you know, he, you know, kind of says, "The island, I did everything you wanted. Why did you do this? Why?" You know, and he's, he's, so when he says this, "Why did you do this to me?" What do you think he means? Do you think he means take my legs back? Do you think he means hurt Boone? So I, th- I interpret it as a, a few things. One being like, yeah, Boone, but also in terms of um, the hatch has still not opened. Because they okay. got to the plane, but the plane did not open the hatch. Like, he thought getting to the plane would get the hatch. That's the whole point he went there. Not the radio. Locke doesn't care about leaving the island. Not for the heroin. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to open up the hatch. But instead, all it did was, you know, severely injure Boone. Right. So, yeah, he 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 thought that was the final hurdle, and yep. it was not. So, I think that's that's why. Okay. Right? Why did that, you... That's the main reason why. He went to the plane, did everything there, and... That still did not open the hatch. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. No. I. 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 I buy it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so you know, Locke. He's, he's at the nadir. He's at his lowest point, 
And that's when a light in the hatch turns on, and from crying, you know, he stops crying, and he more, you know, be, not, not bewildered, but just awestruck. I don't know, just, oh. Yeah, this, this is just chilling. Wonder why the light in the hatch turned on. Oh and when we'll God. learn more on it. Hmm. It's, I'll tell it, you it's not next episode. Oh my god, I can't believe that. But <laughs> but that light turns out is just chilling. It's it's incredible. So the, this this main story is so good. And it's so good in conjunction with the flashbacks. Yeah, I'm gonna bump those flashbacks up to a nine. I think that's legitimate. Oh boy. But I mean the the episode is, is a is a nine for sure for me. And and it's 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 it is really really fantastic. You know what I love about this episode too? What they never mention the phrase Deus Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. And so I that's what I wanted to ask you here. I'm not going to yeah. say the word, but where, where do you think that applies here? Oh, I think it applies to actually a bunch of stuff. Um, I mean, certainly, certainly, I think ultimately the hatch could end up being the Deus Ex Machina of the whole season. Mm-hmm. That 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 is their somehow their escape method yeah i guess that's what somehow saves them or right yeah right so her conflict right so i think that could be the long run version of it but we did see other machines in this episode which we don't usually see on lost at least not on the island but we did you know we saw the trebuchet right in the beginning which I, i i don't think that really had anything to do with the deus ex machina um but the, the, the maybe it's the plane. The plane. I mean, that's what I always take it as. I take it as the plane. Like, you, uh, it was just just Locke's dream that sends him just get yeah. everything right. He gets he gets Teresa right. Yeah. How? Huh. Just just a plot device. He just gets it. How does he get the plane? Saw it in the dream, right? Yep. So I I take it as just like that dream Locke has. See the plane and mm-hmm. Teresa. But yeah. Yeah, and the and the radio's in the plane, like that. Oh yeah, that too. Super important, you know. So, the, I I definitely. Uh, and you know, thinking about that, like I bet a lot of that radio could be salvaged. He really needs to tell the the others about this plane. Oh, I never said that's the end of the plane. Oh, it could be. Right, but you know, I I, I tried to figure out a way to make the dialysis machine apply to Deus Ex Machina. Uh, I think it's a pro- probably a looser connection, but the plane and the hatch, for sure, I think both qualify. Yeah, I guess the whole knowing trees isn't really a machine, but right. Yeah, it's definitely it, it's a it's a it's a cool title. I don't know if it's really like it. It's cool. It's nothing I, that makes me go like awestruck. Well, I think I need to see it in context with the rest of the season. Interesting. If, if the plane or the hatch play a major role in the rest of the season and, and like, I don't know how either helping them get off the Island or like killing them all or whatever, <laughs> then I think that this is a pretty fantastic title. Well, especially well, coming with what, six more episodes in the season. Let me think. It's got 20. To, yeah. I guess, yeah. Actually, yeah. Something like that. Yes, Jack, Said, Kate, and then the last three. three. Yeah, they're all various people in there. So that is six. Exciting, Mister Sal. We're we're getting into the home stretch here. Yeah, it is exciting. I, I 
I try to with Lost though I try to temper my excitement a little bit because I, I know that they go for you know weeks without actually showing us anything. Oh yeah, they're gonna they're just gonna play you around like a ball. Where is this in your ranking? If you don't mind me asking, or do you not know yet? Uh, well, I had, I had to think about that, and I might have to adjust it after you know discussing it more and and thinking on it for a while because when you know when I first put uh, my rankings together. It's right after I finished the episode, but then after you know digesting it and processing it and so forth, uh, it things sometimes change. Right, right now, my initial response was to put it at number five, mm-hmm. uh, right behind numbers. Okay, all right. So worse than last episode. I'm okay. <laughs> I, I but I need to, I need to I may need to <laughs> well no the thing is like numbers was no. <laughs> Now I, I probably should put this ahead of numbers because this did a lot more for Locke's character than numbers did for Hurley's character. And I think they probably both pretty equally pushed plot forward. Mm-hmm. You know, interesting plot devices that we didn't know about before. So yeah, I think I, I need to rank this ahead of numbers. Um, and maybe even, you know what? I think I would probably even rank it ahead of raised by another. Mm. But uh, not above, but not above the Sawyer episodes. Not above the Sawyer episodes. Really? Wow, you no. really like Sawyer episodes. <laughs> Wait a minute, I gotta think about that because this is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, that that might need some more time to process. I think I feel right. like these are kind of like impulse decisions right now that i'm making by bumping it um, yeah I'm, try- I'm definitely trying to get you to make these most decisions here. is this your favorite episode of the season so far i'd say so yeah yeah i think that's totally reasonable <laughs> I, I, I definitely do uh you know i, I think this is one I mean, where... now i really like outlaws though too yeah i, I, I i'm st- i'm gonna stick with outlaws and confidence man ahead of this for now um but having said that, Outlaws and Confidence Man did almost nothing for, for the <laughs> so, which I, that never bothers me. But this was not. This was first of all, it was a great character episode for Locke. Oh, definitely, it, it gives a lot of character and quite a bit of plot. It's, it's a good mix. Yep. Uh, although I don't think Locke is quite as complex a character as Sawyer is. So like a Locke character episode is never going to do it for me in the way that a Sawyer character episode does. You well, see this, this was kind of a Sawyer episode too, though. We saw him get glasses. Exactly. The complexity. No, no, I'm done with that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in terms of what it did for the plot, I think that that needs to be evaluated in the context of the rest of the season, because if, it depends on where they go with this plane and this hatch. I think, okay. I think if they're, if the plane and the hatch end up being really satisfying and important later in the season, then I'll probably end up pushing this ahead of the Sawyer episodes. Okay. But if, you know, if the plane and the hatch end up being sea urchins, then I will <laughs> probably leave Sawyer right where he is. Well, next episode is Jack episode. I I, I Yes think, it is. 
I figured the the fact that the Hippocratic Oath is the title. <laughs> do not harm. Do no harm. Sorry. Do no harm. Oath, right. Yeah. Do no harm. And uh, yeah, a big change. So, what do you think is happening for now? Obviously, we have Jack um, helping out Boone, whether successful or not. I think that'll be, I think it'll be successful, but I, you know, I've been kind of spoiled on that. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it means that you all have not been spoiled. <laughs> yeah. <what> a... <laughs> uh, I, I think Boone's gonna make it. All right, fair enough. You can th- believe what you want to believe. I have different beliefs. Do you think Boone? No, I mean, I, I obviously know how it goes. I, I won't tell you oh. how I actually feel. <laughs> There, but besides the whole Boone angle, we have this. Like I said, the events from this episode, to me at least, I always think of it like this: they they cause the shockwaves that result for the rest of the season, right? Okay. Because now, listen, Boone's come back injured, but Locke's just left the picture randomly. Why did Locke drop off an injured Boone and just leave? What's going on? Just go back to the hatch. Okay, but they don't know that. Did you see that Locke dropped him off and left? Okay. okay. Why did he do that? What's so important that he has to go leave? Seriously. Uh, A boar. Okay. (laughs) If that's going to be Locke's hill to die on, he better catch himself a boar. (laughs) On his way home to the old house. I was was halfway through this bar to carry this boar back to. Are Are you trying to push the agenda that Locke is in trouble with the rest of the group? He could get in trouble. Do you think he will or no? Well, I, I think if Boone wakes up, like if, if Boone is okay and recovers and wakes up and can tell the story, although if he has amnesia, he won't be able to. And I Well, and if Boone wakes up and is able to know, like, hey, I'm not supposed to tell these guys what's up. I'm just going to, you know lie through my teeth or maybe like Locke could come back around by then and like wink wink is he he fell down the cliff right Boone well <laughs> I, th- I think what I'm trying to say is that Locke would only be in trouble for hurting Boone and if Boone has re- recovers and can tell the story mm-hmm. then I think that gets Locke off the hook okay and so and I don't know if there's any other storylines that could possibly know of that could happen next episode. <laughs> oh, I mean, we could find out who bludgeoned Saeed. We could find. Oh, that'd be nice to find out. <laughs> we could find out who uh, uh, Ethan was working with. We could find out that uh, a Claire could get her memory back. Claire could have a baby. We could, there could be uh, the the hatch could open. We could figure out what the what the light from the hatch. Uh, <laughs> Meant. The monster, the monster could come back. <laughs> there, are, there are myriad of things. And Mister Sal, mm-hmm. what I will tell you is, one of those things will be answered next episode. Oh, I won't tell you which, but one of those things answered or will happen. Okay, so, your prepare take something off the back burner. There's going to be some extra space because something's coming to the foreground. Nice. Maybe Walt will manifest a, a Sasquatch on the island. <laughs> That's fun. How, how do you feel about people that go hunt Sasquatch or Bigfoot? 
Uh, I think it's a little silly. I think it's kind of a waste of time. Why? But I could definitely see myself falling down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I really thought you were going to condemn it, but then you just went... You completely you turned on me there. I felt like I, I, I that's something that I kind of tried to avoid researching. Oh, because you don't want to go down that like rabbit hole. Because I know once I did, there is that footprint though in that picture. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff like that. Even some conspiracy theories and you know, things that, yeah, just in general. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. Well, anyway. Uh, before we get into conspiracy theories on the podcast, <laughs> bro, anything else you want to say on Lost in terms of that? Oh, what, what's your what's your excitement level for the next episode? Because you're not gonna like it. I, I mean, it's a Jack episode, so I'm I'm, have, I'm gonna have trouble being too excited. But then, you know, the other one's a Saeed episode again, based on the flashbacks that we got from him last time. I'm gonna have trouble being excited about that one. The Kate episode. Oh man, I, I want to. Be- the, these character episodes, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some sauce in the fact that there's a lot of events happening in these episodes. Good as well. But- the, the one thing I will say though about the Jack episode is, like, one of the most interesting thing to happen things to happen in the whole series is that conversation between Sawyer and Christian. Mm-hmm. So if if anything comes up to ex- to further or extend that, then I'd be ecstatic. But I'm not anticipating that. And the fact that like Sawyer knows that yes. uh, he spoke with Jack's dad and just never told Jack. You, you think he ever will? Or do you think he's... Well, that's what I'm kind of hoping happens. Oh, in the next episode. Episode. Okay. But I don't I don't think it will. So okay. Yeah. Ah, well, say love you is what it is. Mm. Uh so you know, you guys want to contact us, Showhoppers podcast at gmail.com if you could give us five stars it'd be much appreciated i know mr sal it's like the highlight of his life like every every few hours he checks to see if we got another rating so i do it's it it's ruining his life so if you could just yeah do that or maybe you'd be enabling it maybe you shouldn't no you should no you should i should i shouldn't talk i shouldn't talk you i shouldn't talk people down from that yeah. Uh, in terms of sharing podcast, I don't know. How often do people ask each other for like a stick of gum? Not often, I think. Well, I remember when I was a little, like when I was younger, when you weren't supposed to have gum in school, some kids would have gum. And whenever someone saw them have gum, they're like, hey, can I have a piece? Can I have a piece of gum? Basically, if you had gum, everyone would start asking you for your gum. <laughs> if they said, okay, can I, can I have some? Can I have some? Oh yeah, the so, seal. Once the seal is broken. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, by the same degree, you know, you, you have to be a little kid, obviously. In fact, I hope you're not a little kid. I'm not. <laughs> in listening to this podcast, but, uh, you know, if you, you give anyone mints or gum, uh, make sure you, you buy custom made gum and or mints that show show Hopper's podcast on it. I'd be much appreciated. Or when, you know, they take a piece of gum, say, sure, you can have one, but get to listen to my, like, kind of like a timeshare pitch thing. Mm-hmm. Like, to get what's like an hour or whatever, a lot of time to try to sell it to you for a chance at a vacation that you'll, by the way, never get because of all the nonsense in between, I'm pretty sure. But, you know, hey, I'll, you can have my mint and gum. Just give me, like, 30 minutes to sell you on this podcast. 
I think that's a reasonable amount of time for a single minter gum. <laughs> Hold strong and uh, stock up on the mints and gums. Because I'm telling you what, after after one person does it, they're going to tell the people, hey, so-and-so, not only did they let me have a piece of their gum, they also recommended me a fantastic podcast. So it's a win-win, really. You You scratch our backs, we scratch your backs. You become super popular amongst your peers. We... Get the benefit of more listeners. That's what we do here at Showhoppers. We we scratch backs, you scratch our back. Anything on that, Mr. Stone? What, what was that? <laughs> did you, no, did, did you say, do I have anything to add or do I have yeah. anything on that? Uh, any, anything to add or anything. Yeah, anything else. Yeah, I mean, you know, good good luck with the gum thing, I guess. But <laughs> I want every time... You say happy birthday to somebody online. You throw in uh, a link to the Showhoppers podcast. Well, what do you mean online? I guess, oh yeah, I don't really use social media like Facebook and stuff. So I guess that is like more common than I do. Yeah, that's fair enough. Oh yeah. Do that, do that, yeah, do that. And also, remember the keyword fern. I just realized you should probably right. remind the listeners every once in a while. We should, we should. Remember, if, if you ever want to show, prove to us that you listen to the podcast, if you ever see us in person or know us in person, Fern, the keyword, right? Just somehow use Fern in a sentence, probably multiple times, so I really know that you mean it. Like, don't just say, like, Not all even, I got to do, Fern. I, I wouldn't say use it in a sentence. I would say just come up to us and say Fern. That's good, too, yeah. Just, just the word Fern. Just Fern. That's it. And then we'll probably, oh, and, and if we act confused, it probably means you've got the wrong person. So, to try again. <laughs> but I th- I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. I just realized if they if if you say "fern" to someone and they go, "Oh, yes, I know," it could be an imposter as well. So be wary of that. Oh my goodness. We never know, Mister Sal. But thank you everyone for listening, and see you next week.